0: Studio 6P on a Friday night. Come on in. It's going to be a good show. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's got a what even is that tonight? Rick Emirati's going to have sports. We're going to have some fun. A couple crazy towns. Glad you're in on Real America's Voice. Dish Network channel 219. Pluto TV channel 240. My glasses are back. People noticed I didn't have my glasses last night. And it's because I just left them home because I'm old and uh, can't remember anything. So... Uh, the president is speaking for the third time today in, in uh, Georgia right now. Let's uh, let's dip in here and hear the president.
1: Right, it's Trump's fault. Always Trump's fault, yeah. isn't it incredible? And yet we did our favor. Who knows? I mean, they have to look at that whole thing too. But we are doing an incredible job in this country. This country is great, and we have spirit like nobody's had spirit. And there's going to be a red wave next week it's going to be unbelievable and they're talking about it look at that it's millions of dollars worth of equipment and they'll never turn it around to show those people back there because they want to say donald trump had a rally in georgia there was a smattering of people a small smattering no it's uh, amazing nobody's ever had what we've had And you're going to have a red wave. They call it a red wave. One of these characters standing right there, he said, uh, there could be a red wave. Don't say there could be. There will be. It's going to be a wave.
0: (laughs) He sounds confident.
1: And they don't want to go the phony uh, unsolicited ballot. You know, they send ballots out by the millions. They don't have no idea. Well, they do actually have an idea where they're going. That's what really. But we say, who's sending them? Where are they going? Who's getting them? Who's delivering them? Who's signing them? What the hell are they doing? (laughs) And then if you say that, they go, he's not for freedom. He's not for freedom. And they know better than you do. It's a big con job. So we have to be very, very careful with the ballots because they find ballots in a garbage can last week. Military ballots that had the name Trump on them and they're in a garbage can. They found 50,000 ballots from Ohio. They find them from North Carolina, dumped in a river. They find them, I think, 500,000 ballots in Virginia. They were incorrect. They're printing them wrong. They had one little problem on one set of ballots, thousands and thousands, thousands. They forgot to put the name of Donald Trump on the ballot. Other than that, the ballot was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, this is a serious. And wow, I'm being serious crazy. about this. I'm These people are doing a tremendous disservice and they're using COVID as the reason. You know, they're using, they're using this as a reason not to go out and vote. So we voted in World War I, where, by the way, you had a pandemic that made this look like peanuts. Okay? World War I. They voted in World War I. They voted in World War II. They voted during the Great Depression. They voted, voted, voted. But we can't do that. you got to send in a ballot. So complicated, too. They have instructions. You do the ballot, then you do this. But some of them make it nice and simple. You don't have to sign. You don't have to verify. But what they don't tell you is we've won a lot of court cases. How about you put your ballot in, and it has to be in by November 3rd. But you have two weeks in which to — so, wait a minute, you have two weeks to count them. Does that mean we have to hold up the whole election? Because you know what? I want to find out who won or lost. I want to find out, legitimately, who won or lost on November 3rd. I'm not looking to find out. I'm not looking to find out on November 19th or on December 1st or on two years from now. And if you take a look at some of these ballot schemes, in New York, we had one a third-rate politician named Carolyn Maloney, who I know very well. She used to come to my office all the time for campaign contributions. But she won a race. The number of ballots missing, they have no idea. Her opponent, who could have won, it was very close, but they declared her the winner. But her opponent has gone totally nuts. And you know what? He should. He should. But you look at that. You look at Patterson, New Jersey. You look at what happened in Virginia. These are all races that took place recently. And they'll say, even, I must say, even in 18, they had a lot of disasters. And even in 16, I didn't even know it, but they had a lot of ballots. I I promise you, it will be against us, okay? It will be against us. It will be against us. But you look at Nevada. We have a good chance to win Nevada, but they're sending ballots to everybody. The governor was a uh, backroom politician, and I don't want him having the fate of an election. I don't think it's right that he has the fate of our most important election ever in his hands. I don't want that. So, if you see anything wrong, law enforcement's watching, marshals, or U.S. marshals are watching, same type of guys. These are no games people. One thing I would say law enforcement, they're on our side. And I said it. I said it during the debate with Joe. I said, Joe, name one law enforcement group that's supporting you. He couldn't do it. Then he was bailed out by Chris Wallace, right? I said, name one law enforcement. Then I said, here, Joe, just say the words law and order. Say those words, Joe. He didn't want to say it. I said, Joe, just say the words law law and order. That's not hard. Joe. Law and order. He couldn't say it, he wouldn't say it. Then he tried, I think he said law and order and safety and security, you know, because, because he has to get the vote of the radical left and they don't like law and order. And you know who likes Trump because of law and order? The suburban women who've gone over it. I keep hearing, because they want law and order. And I got, oh, look at that, thank you. Same thing happened four years ago, same thing. They said, women will not vote for Trump. Women will not. Then the election's over. They said, man, the women really came out and voted for Trump, right? But suburban women. They keep saying suburban women. And I got rid of a regulation that would have destroyed the value of your homes, okay? And would have made your homes very unsafe, with low-income housing being built all over the place, right next to your house. I terminated it. And even my people they said, "Sir, you don't have to terminate. We can make it much weaker." I said, "No, no, you don't understand. I want it terminated. Terminated." And I terminated it. Suburban women, please. Thank you very much. You. No, I heard they they like my policy, but they don't like my personality. I said, "They don't care about my personality. They want to be safe." And they want to keep their American dream. They don't care about my personality. Which I think is okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: It's okay. Can't say he's not
1: aware of the issues. They like my personality. And I like (laughs) them. I like them. I love them. The radical left is hell-bent on destroying everything that we love and cherish. You know, it's that culture stuff, right? cancel culture they want cancel culture they want to get rid of our great heroes from the past they want to get rid of our history they want to get rid of our culture right i was at mount rushmore they want to blow mount rushmore up i said to our great governor of south dakota christy i said christy it's never happening christy don't worry about it she said you don't have to we don't even need your help for this one it was so beautiful Mount Rushmore. but they want to blow it up i said Not going to happen. None of that stuff is going to happen. But I will tell you, a few months ago, if I weren't your president, you would have had the Jefferson Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial. How about Lincoln? They want to attack even Lincoln. He's probably looking down and he's saying, what the hell did I do? I was on their side, I think. right? What did I do? They want to attack the Lincoln. If I wasn't your president, they would have attacked the Jefferson Memorial. And I stopped it. I stopped a lot of things. I also saved your Second Amendment, by the way. They want to punish the middle class, expunge every last trace of traditional values and replace the American dream with a socialist nightmare. The Democrat Party has gone crazy, but they have contempt for America. They have contempt for the United States. And I don't think Biden does, but Biden has no power. He's He's gone. He's gone up here. He's gone. The Republican Party is proud of America. We're proud of America. We love America. We celebrate American values, American history and American culture. And we're working to deliver a truly extraordinary American future. But I want the Republican Party to get tougher because. The Republican Party, they're very good people, but they're not tough enough in terms of our values and what we stand for. They let these other people, these lunatics, get away with things. Like, you can't spy on a campaign. You can't try and take over a duly elected president of the United States and get caught. And when you get caught, you have to suffer the consequences. It's, It's very simple. Joe Biden and the Democrat Socialists will kill your jobs, dismantle your police departments. And you see that going all over with Seattle and all. And by the way, Seattle. So they knew we were going in the following day. So the night before, they raised their hands and they left. Okay, very simple. I said, that's it. Whether they like us in there or not, we're going in. They took over a big piece of the city. And they weren't (laughs) going to do anything. They knew we were going in. And so the night before, they said, you know, these are little facts that I give you just to give you because that's the way it works. They're supposed to ask us. The governors are supposed to ask us. But these radical left, you know, if you look at Republican run states and cities, they're doing phenomenally well, never done better. But if you look at these radical left, look at what happened to my beautiful New York. Since I left three and a half years, it was doing great. And I left, I'm not saying because, but maybe it is, but I left. I came to Washington, what's happened to New York, what they've done to that incredible city and state is so sad. Look at Chicago, look at what's going on there. Look at what's going on. Atlanta, look at Atlanta. It's so sad what's going on. And these are radical left, no bail, no cash bail, no nothing. I mean, you kill somebody, no problem, no problem. They're going to have to get their act together. They're going to have to get their act together because we're not going to put up with it much longer. They want to dissolve your borders, release criminal aliens, raise your taxes. And by the way, I'm cutting your taxes big. Biden, this guy. No, Biden wants to substantially raise your taxes. And then he says, Well, I'm only talking about people I said, No, no, no. He wants to terminate the tax cuts that we gave you. So that's two thousand. And then you look at the energy cuts and you look at the child tax credit and you look it's a thousand dollars each. And you look at all, it's seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a family. Well, if you're gonna terminate it, that means that's nine thousand dollars. Well, I don't know about that. You know, then he pulls out a piece of paper and he starts reading it out of his <laughs> Did you see that? He did that yesterday. He pulled out a piece of paper because he couldn't remember any of the numbers. He pulls out. And George Stephanopoulos is sitting there watching this. He didn't treat me as nice. You know, so I did him two weeks ago, too. And he was okay. He was fine. You know, it is what it is, right? He's going to ask me a question, right? You know the expression? He asks you a question. I give him an answer. That's all you can do, right? You can't do any better than that. But they were nasty. You know, pretty nasty. And not terrible, but pretty Last night was, she was out of... Line. I mean, in my opinion. She was out of line. Look, As I said, just relax, take it nice and easy. (laughs) But when you watch the one the week before, it's just so it's such a difference. The beauty is the people of our country get it. They're smart. They get it. They get it. They get it better than NBC owned by Comcast, C-O-N. I'd call it Comcast, you know, it used to be. Calm. They spend a fortune on public relations, and I come along and call them contest all the <laughs> time. Job. They want. Let's see those hawks and likes out, your guns, out there, everybody. <laughs> drive God from the public square and abolish the suburbs. That's what they want. <laughs> to defend our Constitution from this badness, I proudly nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the United States Supreme Court. She's great. She's so smart. She's so smart, right? She's done a great job. She's done a great job. And uh, she went through it, no problem. And they came at her, they came at her. It was like, it was like uh, your Atlanta team when they were good a couple of years ago. How the hell did they lose that Super Bowl? Could you have- how the hell did that happen? <laughs> I keep thinking, man, if you owned that team or you worked for that team, that was like a, that was a long shot, but, you know, it's one of those things, but that was like that team playing a high school football team, right? She was so much more talented than those people that were trying to embarrass her, and she was cool as hell. The coolest was, do you have notes? Do you have notes? <laughs> what? A blank? No. She doesn't need to write down notes. I don't have notes either, right, so. And most of this has been off this teleprompter, because it was on the teleprompter. Many of you would say, this is a little boring. Let's get out of here, Sam. <laughs> Last night, Biden refused to rule out court packing. In other words, they may take 16, 17, 18 people. He'll pack the court with radical-left judges who will shred your Second Amendment, disarm law-abiding citizens, And protect terrorists and violent criminals. You know, I won the ban from jihadist countries or other countries. If people are bad, we don't want them in. So I went for the ban. Everybody said, but I won. I won in the Supreme Court. And you know what? We don't want people that can't love our country. We don't want people that are going to hurt our country. So I have a ban. Very controversial. And we won at the United States Supreme Court. And we don't let people in from certain countries that are going to look to do bad things to us. Pretty amazing what's happened, isn't it? Biden's agenda would also be a catastrophe for Georgia seniors. Seniors. Do we have any seniors in the House? Right? We're proud to be seniors, right? For years, Biden tried to cut your Social Security. You know that, and your Medicare. Now Biden is pledging mass amnesty and free health care for illegal aliens, decimating Medicare, and destroying your Social Security, because that's what's going to happen. You know, we all have a heart. I say this all the time. I mean, I have a heart. I don't want to hurt people. But once you say, come in, you're going to get free health care. you're going to get free education, the whole world is going to want to come into our country. And we're not going to be able to even come close to affording it. I have to take care of our seniors. I can't take care of millions of people that had no intention of coming here before these maniacs made these pledges. He'll bankrupt these programs to finance the left open borders. They want to take, actually, you know, we're just finishing up the walls, as I said. They want to take the wall down, some of them. We want to take down the wall. This wall is a dream. It goes deep and it goes high. A lot of bad people aren't coming in because of that. They want to take it down, many of them. Well, I'm president. No one will touch your Medicare. No one will touch your Social Security. <laughs> Under my leadership, we're delivering a safe vaccine and a rapid recovery. I love the recovery because here I am. I mean, that's, that's uh, <laughs> really. Yeah, two weeks ago, I wasn't exactly feeling great. And, uh, you know, when you're president, I told this today, when you're president, you got a lot of doctors. You get guys, Johns Hopkins, Walter Reed, you get all the great hospitals, and you got these geniuses, they're all over the place. Sir, let me do this, let me do that. Let me just leave me alone, fellas. Get the hell out of here. But I wasn't feeling too great. And they gave me something, Regeneron. And a day later, I felt like Superman. I said, hey. Whatever the hell that stuff was. And it's brand new, developed because of this. And we're going to do something very special. We're going to get it for every person that we think is appropriate for. In other words, every person that needs it. But I tell you what, you know, they can call it a therapeutic. But to me, it was a cure because the following day, our doctors are here. When you're president, they follow you. we got more doctors. If anyone gets sick, this is a great time when I'm around, because you'll have about 15 <laughs> doctors standing over you in about nine seconds. It's happened. It's They're happened anytime Somebody lies, gets that so well, and you know, all of a sudden, they got the greatest doctors you've ever There's no way seen. They do a fantastic job. Yeah. But this was all developed just very recently, months ago, for this. It's incredible, the strides that we've made. If you vote for me, prosperity will surge. Normal life, that's all we want. I want a normal life like we had seven months ago. We don't want any — we want a normal life. Battle resume. And next year will be one of the greatest years economically in the history of our country, because that's where we're going. This election is a choice between a Trump recovery and a Biden depression. Let me tell you something. He's going to quadruple your taxes. He's going to raise taxes on businesses. All the businesses that have moved into our country are going to move out. They're going back where they came. You're going to have a disaster. You will have a depression the likes of which this country has never seen before if these crazy rules get in with the Green New Deal. You know, the Green New Deal, the real number is $100 trillion. $100 trillion. You know, they say, well, we could do it for like $9 trillion. Well, nine doesn't work either. But the real price is a hundred. They want to rip down buildings and build new buildings in their place with tiny little windows. No, if you don't mind, I'd like to keep my window. I'd like to have a nice view of Georgia. No, they want to, they want to, no, think of it. Think of it. A hundred trillion dollars. So, if we had a unbelievable economic surge that lasted a hundred years without a problem, we wouldn't make $100 trillion. This is the craziest thing done by AOC Plus 3. Who knows nothing about the environment? She doesn't know. She's got a great line of bullshit. That's about it. <laughs> no, it's true. She knows nothing about the environment. Oh, man. AOC Plus 3. These were not great academics. How about Ilhan Omar? <laughs> You know, I'm going to win Minnesota because of Ilhan Omar. She hates our country. I mean, you see the way she talks. She hates our country. Yep. Yep. No, please don't tell her to leave. That happened once before I got in a lot of trouble. They started screaming she should leave. And they got me in trouble. They said, why did he protest? But she doesn't like our country. You see what she says. And I'm going to win. Remember this. Minnesota hasn't been won since 1970. That's a long time. 1972. And we're going to win Minnesota because of... Um, Well, having Minneapolis uh, ripped down, burned down, and then we come into the land, and they should have called us on day one. Day one. The problem is they keep waiting. They wait till... How about the CNN reporter? I think his name is Veltje, the shaved head, nice shaved head. Maybe I'll try that someday.
0: MSNBC, actually.
1: I don't know. My poll numbers might go down or they might go up. You never know, right? Maybe they'll go up. But he's standing there. This is a friendly protest, and behind him, the fire is like nine blocks long. It looks like <laughs> Berlin during the worst days of their lives. The fires are raging. This is a friendly protest. Looks like Berlin. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Then, they, Let's then see the national guard started moving and forward. got hit and in loves, the knee guys. with the canister of tear gas. And he went down. I've been hurt. I've been injured. These people are crazy. You know, they don't report the violence. They don't report the looting on CNN, MSDNC, all these different networks. They don't report them. They they don't want to talk about them. They want to think everything's wonderful. It's not. And the reason it's not, a lot of it, is because of them. But I will deliver optimism, opportunity, and hope. And that's what we're doing. And this is why we have this kind of spirit. And I hate to say it because I don't want to insult Georgia, but it's this way all over our country. We have the biggest rallies in the history of politics. There's, nobody has rallies like this. Look at that. Look at the people. Come here, is, now look, I mean, you bit. can't see this. This goes all the way back so you can't even see how far back. You can I can't even see the end of it. We have the greatest enthusiasm, the biggest crowds in the history of politics. And they don't talk about them. They'll say, yes, there were a smattering, a smattering of people. That's true. I asked the first lady, how did you like it? It was good. Were there many people there? I said, a lot. Didn't they show it? No, they don't show it. They just showed your face. They never go. She said, but I could hear it. You know, when you go to a Georgia football game when they're doing well, you can't imitate. You can't imitate thousands and thousands of people with hundreds of people. I mean, Biden had a rally today. Like 13 people showed up, and they don't talk about it. They say Biden is here. The one guy actually made a mistake. He called him Sleepy Joe. He's an announcer. That, that guy's job is gone. <laughs> 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 Vice President Biden is here today. He's making a speech on the environment. He has no idea what he's talking. He- they don't say that there's nobody there. You know, he's got the circles, right? The circles. Do you ever see? He's got like five circles. And he goes there, and, and people are standing. And the reason that, and the circles, not only are they big, although I love the artistry, because the guy really does a nice job. You know, I'm into that. stuff. So. It's very neat, very round, beautiful, solid. I mean, it would be impossible to catch anything if you're in one of those circles, because you're so far away. It's like... But I never joke about it. I mean, I don't think it's necessary for Sleepy Joe to constantly, you know, he walks onto a stage, the people are, number one, there's no people there. And the few people that are there are like, what, 50 yards away? And the mask is always so large, you know, it's like covers the whole I shouldn't joke. I shouldn't joke. Because you know what? Running against the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics puts pressure on me. Could you imagine if I lose my whole life? What am I going to do? (laughs) I'm going to say, I lost to the worst candidate in the history of politics. I'm not going to feel so good. Maybe I'll have to leave the country. I don't know. (laughs) Biden will deliver pessimism, poverty, and decline. Our nation will decline very seriously. And again, he's been doing this for 47 years. He said, why didn't Trump move faster? Well. When I put in the ban on China, because they were heavily infected, and then Europe shortly thereafter, Biden called me xenophobic. I said, tell me what it means, Joe. Please tell me. I want you to know. He was unable to define it. They wrote it down, xenophobic. But, and he called me a racist, I think, because it was so early. Now time goes by, and he said, he should have done it earlier. He should have done it earlier. But he was months behind me, remember? He thought it was terrible that we closed down to China. And Fauci said, and he said very nicely, he said, Trump saved thousands of lives by making that decision. And to be honest, I was, like, just about the only one that wanted to do it. Joe Biden would terminate our recovery, delay the vaccine, prolong the pandemic, and annihilate Georgia's economy, and you're doing a great job, and you have a governor that's working hard, and he's doing a great job. I don't even know if he's here, but he's working hard, and he's doing a great job. We're going to find out. And you've got a great First Lady, and we're working to safely reopen their schools. Reopen the schools! Get those schools open all over our country. It's so bad. You know, Baron, right? Barron tested positive, my son. I said, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Like, about two seconds later, how's he doing? Oh, he's okay now, sir. Because they have a great immune system, I guess. Who the hell knows? I mean, they have an immune system. 99.9-something percent, right? They're young and they're strong. I mean, for this particular disease. The flu, they have problems with, young children. Real problems. Real, real death problems. But for this, it's 99.99-something. I mean, it's, like, incredible. But, no, Barron tested positive. The First Lady's doing great. She's doing great. Doing a great job. And she didn't do the Regeneron thing. You know, she, she did it the old-fashioned way. She got better. But Barron, you know, Barron, young kid, healthy kid, but he tested positive. And by the time I got to speak to the doctor the next time, I was like, how's he doing, doc? He's okay now, sir, he's gone. I said, it's gone, that quick? But this is what happens. And then you're immune. It could be a long time. Yeah, Baron. everyone loves Barron. Do you think he's tall enough? <laughs> he's a tall, young guy. But he's doing good. But, you know, it's an amazing thing. The children, that's why they have to get back to school. We have to protect our seniors very much. We have to protect our seniors, and that's what we're doing. But we have to protect our seniors. We have to protect certain groups, especially our seniors where they have a heart problem or they have a diabetes problem. But we got to get our businesses open. Now, in your case, your governor was very early. He did a great job. But you look at what's happened. You look at what's happened in New York. You look at what's happening in Michigan, we won the case, you know, the court ruled it was unconstitutional. She was keeping everybody, like, in prison, except her husband. She was keeping everybody, no, she was keeping everybody in prison. Uh, Pennsylvania, they got to open the state. We're going to do well in Pennsylvania, too, by the way. Watch. North Carolina, we have Mark Meadows here, by the way, from North Carolina, our great chief of staff. Where's Mark? A great chief of staff. He's working. He said, "Boy, this is." He was a very successful congressman, and he's uh, he's been doing a fantastic job. Where's more? He he's doing a great job. But Biden will close your classrooms, and you know that. He actually said the other day he'll follow science. He'll fight. So that means if Fauci says close it up, he's going to close up the country. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And if you look at the numbers, the numbers are great. And we're going to go over that. He wants to throw your children out of the school, close up your schools, and shut down your workplace. And we're now setting records for employment, unemployment. We're setting all sorts of records economically. Europe, which has imposed punishing, punishing, horrible, really strong lockdowns, is now experiencing a massive surge in cases. You know, the fake news would say, well, look at Europe. I said, we're doing better than Europe, but now Europe is exploding, and they'll be okay, but they're exploding. Biden's plan will crush America, my plan will crush the virus, and America will be stronger than ever before. So our early and aggressive action saved I think at least two million lives. We pioneered life saving therapies and reduced the fatality rate 85%. Think of that. That's over a six month period. And I'm working to make the antibody treatment, and I've said it, and we, I got it, and I said, listen, for me it was great, and I'll bet for a lot of people it's great. These are the great scientists. They came up with some of the other incredible medicines of the last 10 years, this particular firm, but also Eli Lilly, it's very similar. And we're going to make it available free to anybody that needs it, free. Should be getting the final approvals very soon. By the way, I'm getting approvals from the FDA that people would have taken three years to get, and those vaccines are coming out. But it's political, even that. I could have had them faster, but we had a little action. Nobody wanted me to get the approval before the election. And you know what? I'm not thinking about the election. I'm thinking about saving lives. The hell with the election. Thinking about saving lives. So, that got a little political. Through Operation Warp Speed, we will have 100 million vaccine doses before the end of the year, and maybe substantially before that. The vaccine will end the pandemic once and for all. And they hate it when I say it. We got the vaccine. It's really looking great. Numerous companies, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, great. Others, too. Many companies, all of them. They're great. But you know what? Without the vaccine, it's ending too. We're rounding the turn. It's ending without the vaccine. But the vaccine's going to make it go quicker. Let's get rid of it. We want to get it the hell out of here. So we joined tonight. All right, G, that's good. Let's take it down. We're going to,
0: he's going to start introducing the congressman and people around there. And we've heard the president a couple times this week. So, but it is interesting to hear him talk about, uh, you know, the election. a Red wave. Yeah, red wave. We're going to win this. We're going to win that. I'm going to win suburban women. And I mean, I know they're doing their own internal polling, but it is interesting to hear him talk about it.
2: Well, the polls are designed to mislead it, designed to demoralize everybody who, you know, feels defeated. And uh, what's the point of going out? We can't win. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a gaslight again, like they just, it's a mind F, you know, it's just not, you know, we got to go out there and just keep staying positive.
0: And I think you got to get as many people to the polls as possible, as Levin said, and I read that from you last <laughs> week that he wrote about. Do uh, you choose liberty or tyranny? We got you got to get people to the polls as well. So, all right, live from Studio Six B, we actually have a lot to do tonight. I, the president was actually supposed to talk at seven. I thought he'd be close to done by eight. It's his third speech of the day, but um, we always t- try to take a little bit of him when he's speaking. Plus, he's great. So, um, well, let's start with last night let's do crazy town right off the bat g here town hall edition this is a little recap if you remember john solomon joined us on wednesday night and i closed with a very specific question to him and so i took that and i'm going to remind you of it and then we'll take a look at old little georgie's performance last night (laughs) and uh, we'll throw in here a little extra help from me and mr solomon throughout roll that They'll both be on national TV tomorrow night. Is there any way Biden goes through an hour and a half or two hours on ABC with little Georgie and he doesn't ask him about these emails?
3: Yeah, it'd be hard to imagine he can. It would be journalistic malpractice if they aren't asked, right? And welcome to our town hall with Joe Biden, Mr. Vice President. Welcome to you. Females.
4: You did have an op-ed in January where you warned of the seriousness of the pandemic, but there's no record of you calling for social distancing, limited social gatherings, mandatory mass. Not back then. In January, February. No, in right. January, February. No, that's correct. Journalistic malpractice. Let's Let's look forward a little bit. You said that you would lock down the economy only if the scientists said it was necessary. B-mails. But I want to press you on that point. Sure. How are you going to decide this? Who are you going to listen to? And how can you can contain the pandemic without crushing the economy?
3: Journalistic malpractice.
4: And once we get it, if it's safe, it's if it's effective, will you mandate its use? v How could you enforce that? v And if they don't, found it. V-mails. Let me press you on that, though. Sure. You're going to raise the corporate tax, you're going to raise taxes on the wealthy. Is it wise to do even that when the economy is as weak as it is right now? Another Absolutely. 100,000 people. That's, that's a great question.
3: Journalistic malpractice. So there's not
4: going to be any delay on the tax increases. females In the meantime, an awful lot of people were jailed for minor drug crimes after the- Exactly pandemic. right. Was it, was it a mistake to support it? females Let me ask another follow-up on the crime bill. It also funded 100,000 police yes. back in 1994. You've often said that more cops clearly mean less crime. Do you still believe that?
3: Journalistic malpractice.
4: Right now, we have a systemic problem. How do you get the kind of policing, prevent the kind of policing- You have to- females the president's president for all four years, isn't he? Females. How about that question of expanding the court? Here's what you said exactly one year ago tonight at a Democratic debate. You said I would not get into court packing, I would not pack the court. That's not what you're saying now. Is the nomination of Judge Barrett reason enough to rethink your position?
0: Females. So you're still
4: not a fan? Females. What does that mean? How it's handled? How will that determine well, the for females? For- right now it looks like they're gonna have a vote around Halloween. So if they vote on it That's before the election, day. If they vote not before the election, you are open to expanding the court? Females. You know, you've said so many times during the campaign, all through the course of your career, it's important to level with It is. V-mails. Voters have a right to know where you stand. They think. do have a- B-mails. But how about the question of political accountability, and is there some tension between that and bringing people together? You know, Robert Mueller laid out a lot of evidence of possible obstruction of justice by President Trump. What would a Biden Justice Department do with that evidence? Females. So you're not going to rule it in or rule it out? V-mails. Let me stick on fracking for a sure. second. Uh, you said you don't you don't want to ban fracking. As you know, it's an important issue here in Pennsylvania. Not everyone buys your denial. v Are you for it or against it? You say you're not for it, but in your website it says you call it a crucial framework. V-mails. Mr. President, if you lose, what will that say to you about where America is today? v Just two quick questions. Do you expect that debate to happen? Will you demand that President Trump take a test that day and let it be negative before you
0: debate? V-mails.
4: Yeah. But you expect to be there? Oh, I expect to
0: be there. v emails, emails, emails.
4: Mr. Vice President, thank you for your time tonight.
0: So there you go. You got no emails. No emails. No emails. Hour and a half. Not one thing.
5: Nothing about his son. Nothing, nothing. about China. Nothing well, about you Russia. Know?
2: Nothing about Ukraine. It's all a right-wing conspiracy from nothing. the right-wing media, according to the lefties today. That Giuliani made it all up and it's all been fabricated. Don't you guys know that?
0: Giuliani is going to spend an hour with Levin on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday night. And he just tweeted, Rudy Giuliani will reveal significant details about the Biden-Ukraine-China scandal for the entire hour. I hope you'll join us at 8pm on Sunday. And um, Rudy's under fire as well as expected. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares at all. No, he loves it
5: and again this is the this is the old tactic let's uh let's kill the messenger. They don't talk about the message because the message well they they can't they can't refute it uh but they they can attack Rudy Giuliani who's delivering the message. It doesn't matter that everything he's talked about it, it has it probably is true because they're not saying it's not true. If you notice that, they won't say, well, this is just completely fake i mean we we, we can prove it to you. they won't say that because they can't,
0: yeah, and they haven't, and I pointed that out to John Zalman the other night. Um, so this was today from Breitbart exclusive. This is China Inc. Emails reveal Hunter Biden's associates helped communists align Chinese elite secure White House meetings. Newly obtained emails from a Hunter Biden business partner lay out in detail how the vice president's son and his colleagues used their access to the Obama Biden administration to arrange private meetings for potential foreign clients and investors at the highest levels in the White House. These never-before-revealed emails—these are separate from the Post ones— outline how a delegation of Chinese investors and Communist Party officials managed to secure private off-the-books meeting with then-Vice President Joe Biden. In 2011 email, Hunter Biden's business associates also discussed developing relations with what one of them called, quote, China Inc., as part of a, quote, new push on soft diplomacy for the Chinese. These emails are completely unconnected to the Hunter Biden emails being released by the New York Post. These and more explosive, never-before-revealed emails were provided to Schweitzer by Bevan Cooney, a one-time Hunter Biden and Devin Archer business associate. Uh, Cooney is currently in prison serving a sentence for his involvement in a 2016 bond fraud investment scheme. In 2019, Cooney reached out to Schweitzer after becoming familiar with the revelations in the 2018 book, Secret Empires. Cooney explained that he believes he was the fall guy for the fraud scheme and that Archer and Hunter Biden had avoided responsibility. Archer, who was also convicted in the case, saw a federal judge vacate his conviction, but an appellate court overturned the lower court's judge's ruling, reinstating Archer's conviction in the case. Archer, Hunter Biden's longtime business partner, awaits sentencing. Uh, Cooney, their associate, who is currently serving a prison sentence on his conviction in the matter, later reestablished contact with Schweitzer through investigative journalist Matthew Tyramand, I guess it is. Tar- tarmand uh from prison Cooney provided Schweitzer with written authorization his email account name and password to his Gmail account to retrieve those emails he uh, uh, authorized in writing the publication of these emails notable because it is the first time a close associate has publicly confirmed hunters trading on his father's influence. The emails offer a unique window into just how the Biden universe conducted business during the Obama Biden administration. These associates sought to trade on Hunter Biden's relationship with and access to his father and the Obama Biden White House in order to generate business. On November 5th, 2011, one of Archer's business contacts forwarded him an email teasing an opportunity to quote, potentially outstanding new clients on end quote by helping to arrange white house meetings for a group of chinese executives and government officials the group was the china entrepreneur club and the delegation included chinese billionaires chinese communist party loyalists and at least one quote respected diplomat from beijing despite its name being uh, cec has been called a second foreign ministry for the People's Republic of China, a communist government that closely controls most business in its country. The CEC was established in 2006 by a group of businessmen and Chinese government diplomats. CEC's leadership boasts numerous senior members of the Chinese Communist Party. Quote, I know it's political season and people are hesitant, but a group like this does not come along every day. An intermediary uh, named... Uh, wrote on behalf of the CEC to an associate of Hunter Biden and Devin Archer. This is in Breitbart today. and it, I mean, it's too long for me to cover the whole thing because it just goes on forever. We've linked to it on our social media. But, but this is just more, more stuff that's coming out. These are separate emails from the post emails.
5: Right. So th- this is not even attached to Giuliani, what he's found. No.
0: Not at all. And this is, um, you, now you mentioned Devin Archer last night.
5: Yeah because uh you know like like you said it, and what was re- reiterated in that article was that his uh his vacated um, conviction was uh you know overturned by the appellate court and now he's awaiting sentencing um so you know you've got now two count them two uh B- hunter biden associates one his partner going to jail um uh Something tells me somebody's going to roll over. And it sounds like one guy already started to. Okay,
3: and Bevin you never know when, when Devin over. Archer
5: is going to be the next one, what he's going to bring to the table, you know? Be like, look, here, what can we do about my sentence? Can you send me someplace nice with a tennis court? What
0: would you say, Paul? Yeah, the guy, Bevin
2: uh, Conley, was it? He's already rolling over. They say he's he's singing like a canary
5: right now. Well, he was the one that provided the G-man. Yeah, he's the yeah that's the one in this. What, yeah. this um, yeah, but...
2: Yeah, you know, I was just saying, just correcting you, Rick. You said that he might be. He's definitely singing. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, the other guy, Devin Archer, might yeah, be. Yeah, Devin Archer. His partner. Yeah. yeah. That's well, old, he's, Devin,
2: you well know, they said all these... he is, too. He's making a deal is what they. something I read today. He's already in the process of making his deal. So that, all it takes is one or two, and then everybody starts to sping, sing. Everybody.
0: Now, Roman Scarborough. Everyone races for their deal. Yeah, and the Washington Times is reporting also today that Hunter Biden demanded Chinese billionaire pay 10. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. He wanted $10 million for just the introduction. <laughs> Hunter Biden was receiving a $10 million annual fee from a Chinese billionaire who has been accused of corruption and with whom he sought to increase the cash flow with a joint business ownership An August 2017 email from Mr. Biden shows the money was, quote, introductions alone, said Mr. Biden's uh, son of the Democratic presidential nominee, Joseph Biden. Another email to Hunter from a consultant says that a 10% stake in an unarmed company will go, quote, unquote, to the big guy. Now, I had seen some reporting today. I don't think it was true that there was a news outlet somewhere that had confirmed that the big guy was, in fact, Joe Biden. But I I, had, I, saw, I saw it only come across one time and never saw it substantiated anywhere, so I don't think that's true. But, I mean, I don't well, think it's hard for anybody to figure out.
2: On the Daily Call today, Giuliani just said, he goes, there is no proof of it, but it would take a complete moron not to understand, or we'll put it together, who it was. He goes, as an investigator... We have so much evidence to prosecute as it is right this second. And there's tons more coming. It's very easy to figure out that the big guy is the
0: little guy. Okay, so now on Fox News, this is 17 minutes ago. A source on alleged Hunter Biden email chain verifies messages about Chinese investment firm. Sources have told Fox. Well, this is, I guess, where I saw it. Sources have told Fox News that the big guy is a reference to the former vice president. This is on Fox right now, foxnews.com. One of the people on an explosive email thread allegedly involving Hunter Biden has now corroborated the veracity of the messages which appear to outline a payout for former Vice President Joe Biden as part of a deal with a Chinese energy firm. One email dated May 13, 2017 and obtained by Fox News includes a discussion of the remuneration package for six people in a business deal with the Chinese energy firm. The email appeared to identify Biden as, quote, the, where did it go here? The chair slash vice chair, depending on agreement with the CEFC, which I just read you in the other article, in an apparent reference to now bankrupt CEFC China Energy Corp. The email includes a note That, quote, Hunter has some office expectations he will elaborate, end quote. A proposed equity split references 20 for H and 10 held for H for the big guy with no further details. Fox News spoke to one of the people who was copied on the email who confirmed tonight its authenticity. Sources told Fox News that, quote, the big guy is a reference to the former vice president. The New York Post initially published the emails and other controversial message that Fox News has also obtained. The Biden's relationship with Ukraine came under special attention last year as House Democrats pursued an impeachment inquiry surrounding President Trump's now infamous July 25th call with the president. Uh, And we know that deal. So uh, jumping ahead, another email from May of 2014 shows... um, Poor Porensky per, here, I can't pronounce his name, an advisor to Burisma's board, allegedly shows him asking for the younger Biden's advice on how to stop politically motivated actions. Quote, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence <laughs> to convey a message, signal, uh, et cetera, to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions, it reads. And less than a year later... A purported email from this same gentleman shows him thanking Hunter Biden for the invitation to meet his father. So a lot of this is recapping what, what was in the post. But I think the big part here is...
2: Right. That's the guy he said, well, you ain't getting the loan. Well, that's... i leaving in six yeah, hours. You ain't getting the, the that's billion That's the same guy. They also have... Uh, Giuliani, I don't know if you got to it in, in, or you've seen it You're getting to it, but do you, do you see that Giuliani had said that the text message from Hunter Biden saying... To his daughter.
0: To the daughter, January. You know, of 19. I, have been, I
2: have been given fifty percent of what I earned to dad for all this time. You know, something to that effect. It's essentially an admission, and and he said that's enough to convict on.
0: If they can prove that that email is absolutely from Hunter. text uh, message. Text message, right? It says uh he the rest they, of you don't have to pay for everything in this family like I have. You seem to. I'll tell you that, and, and unlike me, the big guy doesn't ask you for half of the whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think so. It but, seems it, this is where I saw this, and I didn't realize it was a, a, it was Fox News. I saw this come across one of my timelines. So sources have told Fox News that "quote unquote" the big guy is a reference to former vice president. So we got to know who this person is, right? Or he's got to go on the record. Or what does this mean?
2: How about this? How about maybe it's time for uh, Hunter to make a deal if there is actual evidence that he's got compromising pictures with somebody. Of the teenage persuasion, which is now the is swirling. But maybe he'll make a deal and spill all the beans. And
0: One of the people on the explosive email thread allegedly involving Hunter Biden has corroborated the veracity of the message. Hmm. And he's confirmed that the big guy is Joe Biden. So don't we need to know who that person is now?
5: Rick, I would say Are so. You awake? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just thinking about the text message and how everything in this country is collected. Mm-hmm. So you know what? If you want to check the veracity, I'm sure they can verify by just grabbing the daughter's cell records, pull up her text messages. Again, <laughs> they save everything. We know this; it's been proven. <laughs> Bingo. Um, you just pull it from there and be like, "Oh, look! There's their conversation. Here it is." Uh, so that that's where I was focusing because you mentioned the message, and, and it just immediately went into my head like, oh, NSA, they've got everything. They save everything. Anything that we text, it's any, all saved. any phone call, everything is saved.
2: Yeah, surveillance capitalism is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, I do believe Giuliani mentioned that it, they pretty much verified it was him.
0: Well, I mean, I think he has to do a better job then if he did because I didn't hear that. So... All right, let's do some sports here. 9 minutes till the
6: hour with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Hey, Big D. Okay, well, 2021 uh, CJ Cup, and they call it 2021. I don't know why, but they call it 2021. Um, leaderboard in Shadow Creek Golf Course, Las Vegas, Nevada. Xander Chauvel is up. Uh, he shot a 64 today, and he's 14 under par right now, so he leads that. we got two more days to go. Um, and here we go. Rodeo, PRCA, Professional Rodeo, Cowboys Association, hearted Texas Rodeo, in progress since last Saturday. Um, so We had round two of bareback. Chad Rutherford riding on Neutrina's Little Jet had an 80-and-a-half score. Bull riding, round one. Tristan Mize riding on Desperate Man, 86-and-a-half. And And T-Pro...
0: That could be part of the Biden crime family horse. (laughs) (laughs)
6: They found that on the hard drive. Yeah. (laughs) And a couple more here, guys. Uh, Team roping, round one, Tyler Wade and Billy Sabins in 3.78 seconds. And then we're going to go to the um, North Texas State Fair uh, rodeo, round one today. Barrel racing, Paul. We got barrel racing. Oh, yes. J.J. Baldwin, 17.38 seconds. No way. That's flying.
0: Yep. (laughs) You have no idea if that's
2: That's
6: flying. That's fast. (laughs) 17.38. 31. Can you do faster? That's that's hauling. That's he's hauling. And we had steer wrestling, uh, Blake Doyle in 4.2 seconds. That guy's Team the best. Blake Doyle's dominant. Yeah, he's he's strong. And tie down roping. I if love you this guys name. have no idea who you're talking about, oh, I'm Would getting into it. D, I'm watching YouTube videos like you, you can't watch. believe. Uh, tie down <laughs> roping, cater Tate, cater Tate, 8.2 seconds. That's a good name, uh, yeah, right? I love there. that cater, name, Tate. Uh, uh, A couple more rodeos this weekend with the PRCA is the Ram Prairie Circuit Finals in Duncan, Oklahoma at the Stevens County Expo Center. And we also have the seventh annual Arcadia Fall Rodeo tomorrow and Sunday in Arcadia, Florida uh, at the Mosaic Arena. So I'll have a full recap on all of these Monday. and um, not (laughs) <laughs> come
5: on! How long until we hear of, of a bull or 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 some type of uh, you know some some name come across as as Hunter's hard drive? Uh, you know, Maverick was aboard Hunter's hard drive when he when he went seven point two seconds.
6: That could be in the waiting yet, Rick. Um, and college football, we got a big game tomorrow night. Speaking of Georgia, the president was talking about Georgia uh, earlier. Number three, Georgia taking on number two, Alabama. The Bulldogs and the Tide, Crimson Tide. Uh, That's going to be on CBS. And Coach Nick Saban uh, had another test and came up negative on the uh, COVID-19. So there's a good chance he may be on the sideline. He was a little upset because he was trying to do the coaching virtual. But NCAA rules do not allow a coach to do virtual coaching. Um, So that's a big one tomorrow night. um, And uh, we'll see what happens there. Clemson is playing Georgia. Georgia Tech, Clemson is the number one team. So you got one, two, and three there. That game's at noon on ABC. Um, And right now, we have um, game six of the AL Division uh, uh, Championship Series, and uh, Houston is up three to one. They had a big fifth inning over Tampa. They're trying to stave off elimination as they trail Tampa three games to two. And that's a wrap in the first segment, Big D for Sports. All
0: right, thanks, Rick. So last night, the the town halls were on, and if you watched the if you watch the um, the Trump town hall, which I watched uh, this morning, and I never, I've never thought I would beg for Chris Wallace to to be back sooner after watching that than I did uh, after watching what uh, what's her name did. She was a, just a she was just awful. Wait, she
2: embarrassed herself. Oh my god!
0: Now. No one can hear from her today, by the way. She's like uh, hiding in Dr. Fauci's kitchen, I think. So, um, but you saw the the girl. That was the, the woman who was over his left shoulder. And someone made mention of it last night, I believe, here on the show, right? Yep. So her name is Myra Jolly. And she was on exclusively today with our own David Brody on the water cooler at 4 o'clock. So a couple clips here. He first asked her how she got to sit there. Cut 46, G. Uh, roll that.
7: Well, I don't think they they... they... By the looks, the way I look, maybe they thought I may be a non-supporter because you yeah. know how it is. I mean, <laughs> we, we. Martin Luther King said, "I want our, our people, the people, to be judged by the content of their characters and not the color of, of their skin." But still, right. you know, it was a good optic to, to have a black woman sitting behind for some, you know, for some for some reason. So they switched me. Uh, with the lady who was uh, sitting in that chair, and maybe because I was too tall, that's what we were getting at, my my friend and I. Maybe you were too tall for the screen, and then maybe yeah. you—that's why you were switched, maybe or maybe not. Things that uh, <laughs> happened for a reason, and that was a very good reason. So, whomever had that right decision, I applaud them because they did a good job. Apparently.
0: So there, so there's NBC. You know, NBC probably moved her there because she didn't they probably thought she was a Biden supporter.
5: Yeah. And, you know, the producer that did that is probably out of work today. Yeah. um, Because they screwed up. It's like, you know, they they, they, again, they looked at her and they, they thought simply by looking at her. Color of the skin. Oh, she's going to be against Trump. Let's put her right there. Perfect.
0: So then David Brody asked her about how she knew she was going viral, and here's what she said. Roll that.
7: I hear about it because my husband was at home, and all of his, he's uh, a—he's an American, white American, Marine, an attorney, as American as you can have it. and all his <laughs> American friends, uh, they were, you know, they were sending him messages about it, about, you know, your wife is. She's in the back of like, what's what's happening. That's <laughs> life That's what happened. So, you know, um, it, it it happens like that. Then after one thing led to the other and my 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 friends were calling and then, you know, one of my good friends said Gonzalez and said Gonzalez Uh, a brother-in-law called one of the producers say, I know that lady behind, and one thing led to the other and people were viral. But let me tell you, I'm a good cook too. And I did a Goya video in which I was showing one of those times that they were trying to boycott Goya and I was so upset because I don't want nobody to mess with my kitchen. I'm a good cook and I make dinner almost every night. So I was showing people what is really to make a Sasson to marinate a chicken, a chicken or a meat <laughs> but, vis-a-vis Goya. So yeah, that video right. went 800,000 views. So, you know, I have my pretty good share of what it is, the simple life going viral. <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: good. <laughs> oh, man, I love her. You know, awesome. I read
2: about it today. She's 55. <laughs> yeah. Wow. she She don't look 55 to me.
5: You can't beat that. Yeah, I mean, think about it. She eat. she just got herself an endorsement deal with Goya. How, oh, that and a law firm how just got... not like roll up a, a truck to her house and be like, "How much money do you want?"
0: Well, how about some product? I don't know about how much money you want, but here's yeah. enough product to make videos for the rest of your life. <laughs> a lot of chickpeas.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now was... I want to taste her chicken. Though. All right, so G, you can hit the. We'll hit the opening Correct. at the top. Obviously, um, though, that was fantastic. I was. Good for David Brody for getting her, by the way, first, I think. He, I think he got her first. I think Sean Hannity tried to get her. I, I read somebody posted to Sean trying to get her exclusively, and uh, David got her before Sean did, and she was on yeah. at 4 o'clock today. I think it was her first appearance.
5: That's funny. Did, did, did uh, David even get a, a, a word in edgewise? I mean, she, she was, she, <laughs> oh, no, she was going off. No, no she's <laughs> actually
2: hosting the David Brody show starting tomorrow. <laughs>
5: That's a
0: water cooler. Uh, <laughs> But no, he's sponsored was, by Goya. It was great, and he's getting good reviews, um, good reviews online with her as well. Or the, the clips are getting big-time views all over the place. So, all right, we're going uh, to hit the opening here for hour two, and we've got more crazy towns and uh, more great stuff to do here coming up. All right, live from Studio Six B, hour two on a Friday night, having some fun on Friday night here with the president. We listened to a little bit of him. I think he's still talking in Georgia, his third speech of the day, by the way. Man, uh, yeah, there he is, still he is going, a beast, man. unbelievable, strongest man in the world. He's a machine. And meanwhile, Joe was in Michigan for his second twenty-minute speech of the day, and I was joking with the guys in the office. He was screaming in this in this speech, and of course, he's screaming about. How if you're an African-American person in the country, you really got to love the country because the country doesn't love you bad. I mean, just, you know, we've talked about this how many times on this show, you never hear this guy step up and give any kind of a speech about the country and the greatness of the country. All he does is talk about just like he, just like the president he served, talk down about the country, talk down about the people. He's up there screaming in the microphone how if you're an African-American, uh, boy, you really got to really love this country to be here because it's so terrible and it's so hard to be here. Trashing the country in Michigan, screaming into the microphone, like literally his hands in his body, screaming, ah, bah, bah, like
5: screaming. Of course, barely making sense like always. That's great, though. You know what? The more he does, the more he gets out there, the more people see it. You know, the, the hiding in the, in the basement really did him a favor because he's not out there. He's not saying, you know, he's not doing what Giuliani says. Let him speak, and then he'll say something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll
0: do what even is that here coming up as soon as Rick gets
5: prepared. Um, but,
0: uh, yeah, so, th- th- and somebody was on the ground there, and I saw post a video um, of him using a, pro- a teleprompter the size of a drive-in movie screen. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's on Twitter. You can find it. I wish you had that clip. It's the size of a drive-in movie screen. (laughs) And it's got 90-point font. Maybe more on it. Oh, my God. As he's reading and screaming into the microphones. And, And so I realized when I saw that clip of the teleprompter why he's screaming. He's screaming because... The people show up to hear him in these rallies, and they stay in their cars. So he's got a bunch of cars parked like they're at the drive-in movie theater. <laughs> and they're listening to him. And when they like something he says, they beep. So how many cars were there about? Was it a good amount? 20. Uh, really? Yeah, maybe. Uh, That's that a from, lot.
5: Good for what him. what I can see, yeah, 20 <laughs> cars. Did, did they have to promise him, like, a, 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 you know, a car wash, too? The free and tank of gas?
0: I don't know, but... Um, it's just weird. I got to tell you, it's just weird. Just weird. I mean, they got the teleprompter hung, hung like on a, like a crane to hold it up. It's so big.
5: <laughs> Imagine that thing crashed down. What would he read from?
0: Well, they, they've Aww. got no one around it because, again, it's, it is so big. They, they got to clear like an area just to have it. So like you're at the um, Metallica concert. Um, all right. It's time for now for one of my favorite segments here on the show. It's Friday, and that means it's time for uh, Rick
5: Delgado with what? even is that all right dame well there's a lot been going on and and with all the talk of the you know the election of course last night the town halls a lot of people may have missed this you know uh, in entertainment but did you hear about bruce springsteen that is get out yep he, he said in an interview to some uh, media outlet in Australia that he'll be, and I quote, on the next plane to Australia if Trump wins re-election he can stay here for the lockdowns. So I'll
0: sorry. buy the ticket
5: for him. <laughs> yeah, no no, kid. Now, not to be outdone by the 71-year-old rocker, guess who stepped up? Motley Crue's Tommy Lee. And he it. had this to say when asked about the prospect of Donald Trump winning re-election. He said, dude, I swear to God, because, you know, 65-year-old guys say dude a lot. I swear to God that if that happens, I'm coming out to visit the UK. I'm out of here. I'm going to go back to the motherland. Go back to Greece and get a house on one of those islands," he declared. Um, "Hey, Donny, why don't you fire up, uh, you know, Air Force One, warm up the jet." Maybe these guys, you know, could get together and start a band or something. I mean, come on, what even is that with these guys? Like, we haven't heard these proclamations before? You know, celebrities trying to use their status as celebrities to elicit a reaction that's really just another version of that old gag in hopes of generating, you know, a massive amount of sympathy for the plight of, oh, God, please don't leave us, hoping that that'll trigger the nation, you know, to kind of rise up in unison and declare... Yes, we can't lose you. You're too important, Bruce. Well, you know what? In the immortal words of George W. Bush, fool me once. Shame on. Go ahead. Shame on you. Right.
6: If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Exactly. So, really,
5: Bruce and Tommy,
6: when,
5: when are you leaving, mate? You know, maybe you can hold hands on a walkabout and talk about your feel-feels when you get there. Seriously, though, because I don't want you guys, you know, Tommy and Bruce, to turn into one of those posers, you know, kind of like Whoopi or or even Babs. and, And don't forget Samuel L. Jackson, where the L now stands for loitering, because guess what? He's still here. They all promised to leave the U.S. if Trump won the election in 2016. And guess what? Like I said, they are still here. Along with uh, people like Miley, Amy Schumer, Snoop Dogg, Jon Stewart, and Chelsea Handler. Yeah, they're all still here. What gives? Well, let me guess. You're a lying fraud? Maybe. Or maybe you decided to stick around for all that great freedom nowhere else in the world offers you. So now the next question is... What is it gonna take? More than half the country doesn't like anyway, right? Go. <sighs> yeah. Is it a people problem? Do you need help? Loading the truck, maybe? I mean, just say the word. We'll put the TDS bat signal out. We'll have more people here than you can imagine to help donate a few minutes of their time to make sure they get you and your stuff all packed up and ready for moving day. But let's face it, you guys aren't going to leave. You're never going to go anywhere because despite what you say, you will still need to suck on the teat of the American public. Your adoring fans might miss you. And that's what this is really all about. I mean, when was the last time you guys were relevant? It's been a while. Guess what? We're doing fine without you. Just ask the NBA. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Look,
5: here's the deal. This is the United States of America. No, we're not perfect. Never have been. Never will be. But it's still way better than anything else anyone has ever come up with. So do us all a favor. Shut up! And (laughs) if you really want to be a role model, how about doing something or saying something positive? Maybe trying to set an example or, I don't know, follow through on something, keeping your word? How about that for a novel idea? Or do what they say, you know, do what you say you're going to do. And like I said, or Homer will just say, shut up. Cause yeah. we know, you know what, this guy here, he makes his promises, promises made and promises kept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Rick Delgado. What even is that? So true. Here, here, here. Get here, here. out.
0: All of you, yeah. put y'all on a bus, Rosie O'Donnell, all of them, just uh,
5: drive Brian. it out of here. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. So hopefully, you know what, hopefully, uh, Tommy and Bruce, uh, Hit the highway. Tommy or, or-
0: Bruce, Joy Behard, Rosie O'Donnell, put them all in a bus. Drive it out of here. Yeah. They'll never leave. There's no. such a bunch of maybe, maybe phonies. Maybe Bruce will
2: go right where the lockdowns are, and he can be a shut-in where... You know, he's a, a prisoner of his own home. He's allowed to leave his house for one hour a day to exercise, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do, let's do some news here. Uh, as we jump on Real America's Voice, the president has finished, and uh, we'll do the news with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well,
2: speaking of entertainers and entertainment, Ice Cube blasted CNN for canceling a scheduled appearance on the network, saying they can't handle the truth. Yeah. The actor, rapper, writer... You know, I guess you could really go on and say American icon at this point, is set to appear with uh, Chris Cuomo. But the network backed out after he acknowledged that he's advising President Trump's administration on a plan for black Americans. And, quote, he said, So the powers that be canceled my interview with Cuomo primetime tonight. Um, They actually banned me from CNN for a few months, so I was surprised they even asked. But it seems like they can't handle the truth. So Jackson's been helping Trump in the multifaceted platinum plan. To improve the econ- economic prosperity for black Americans, the plan includes a pledge for 3 million new jobs for the black community, creating 500,000 new black owned businesses, and increase access to capital in black communities nearly $500 billion. The plan calls for better policing and access to education and job opportunities in the community. And we have the clip uh, 44, uh, and it's T.W. Shannon from Black Voices for Trump speaking. Really good interview if you got that, G.
3: Well, of course, you know, Ice Cube is an American icon, and he's been uh, synonymous with African-American culture and music. And frankly, as it relates to politics, I think most would consider him at this point an honest broker. He certainly had some strong views when he was a a kid and a young man. Uh, But I think what he's saying now is what a lot of African-Americans that I'm hearing around the country say is, we can't continue to do what we've always done. And I think when you start looking at the record of President Trump, whether it be his his movement for uh, the Platinum Plan, which is going to provide three million new jobs for African-Americans, which is going to provide 500,000 new businesses, startups, uh, entrepreneurs uh, in the African-American community, but also focused a lot on over a half a trillion dollars of investment in African-American community. And listen, while the left will tell you, and and every single year they like to parade around that the number one issue facing the African-American community is who's a racist and who's not, think a lot of african-americans like ice cube are waking up and saying listen i'm sure there are races out there i'm sure there are some in government at some levels but the reality is this the real issues that are facing african-americans is job opportunities you know the best social program in the world is a good paying job
0: yeah he's absolutely right about that from our friends over at just the news and i'd like to inform ice cube that um or cube as those of us who know him call him uh he's a friend of the show he'll come back he could get more viewers than going on CNN by going on his own just Instagram probably he could probably get more viewers on just going on his own social media than he'll get going on CNN uh, at eight o'clock or whatever the hell it is. There's nobody watching there. You no, know, it's like a million that... people watching. Maybe. Yeah. Tucker's got five.
2: He should go on Tucker. And us, us instead of Tucker. <laughs> um you know he's the kind of guy we talk about these athletes could change the world a guy like him could truly change perceptions Pete Diddy can change but these guys have such influence in the community Kanye they can make a change if there's enough of them speak up and they say look we want unity too
0: Well Pete Diddy's lost he came out today and said he's going to start his own political party the um Really? The uh, yeah and it's called like the we are black we are black party or something and and I saw someone say just imagine if somebody in the United States said I'm going to start just an all white.
2: Boy, that was a fail party.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he uh, go ahead, do another story, Paul, and I'll look it up. He came out with this today as a matter of fact. You know, I'm, by the I'm, way, what we just reported on is absolutely blowing up, the fact that somebody at Fox now has confirmed um that the big guy is this person has confirmed it's Joe Biden.
2: Well, we all knew wow. it was. It's nice for confirmation. Yep. So I got more good news. Um, Republicans have cut Democrats' advantage in Florida in voter registration by more than half since the 2016 elections, now trailing roughly 5.2 million to 5.3 million voters. Uh, the difference is now 134,000 registered voters compared to 300. And twenty seven thousand advantage Democrats had four years ago when Trump won the swing state over Hillary Clinton by just one point two percentage points, according to a new uh, Florida state dated. Uh, so uh, and there's twenty nine electoral votes. So this is a, this is more big news. So
5: yeah, And it's about turnout. It's it's about, you know, those numbers. Um, how many of your side is going to show up for you? and if you get 80% versus their 50% you win by a lot. You know All right, I'll find um, P Diddy's new uh, political
0: party and we'll do some more news. We've got some other great stuff still to do. Another crazy town live from Studio 6P, Real America's Voice. Stay with us on a Friday night. It could happen. Nancy Pelosi, speaker. Chuck Schumer, leader. And in the Oval Office...
8: Guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have... Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. It's a guarantee.
0: They'll pass it. He'll sign it.
8: On day one!
0: A $4 trillion tax increase on all income groups. And the radical left will keep coming back from more. If they win, our recovery is over. America First Action is responsible for the content of this advertising. live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Glad you're in. Paul's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amradi will have a little more sports coming up. Um, Let's do Crazy Town, the second one, G. The Tale of Two Town Halls. Our friends over at the Washington Examiner put this together. I altered it a little bit. Here's The Tale of Two Town Halls. Roll it.
8: I stopped doing big meetings. I started wearing masks. We, you know, so it was at a time when the science was saying. And I
7: agree but there's the not a thing? satanic uh, pedophile cult. No run by. I know You don't know that? that. Okay. No, I don't know you that. Just ne- this neither week. do you know that. Okay. Just this week. Why, you why are me? you
1: asking me about Antifa?
8: De- depending on the continuation of the spread of the virus, we should be thinking about making it mandatory. How could you enforce that? Well, you couldn't. That's the problem. Just like you can't, afford, you can't enforce measles. You can't, you can't come to school unless you have a measles shot.
1: You've done this to everybody. It seem like? I denounce white supremacy, okay? You did I two denounce days later. white supremacy.
8: There's actually real live debate on the floor. It's about wearing masks and having, for example, your but rallies. Your rallies As don't require exactly,
1: masks. I mean, let's see Kamala. She's got people.
4: There's no record of you calling for social distancing, limited social gatherings mandatory. Not back
8: then. In January, February. No, in right. January, February. No, that's correct. There wasn't. Oh. That came oh, nice. at the end of March and then I laid out a yes. detailed plan.
7: That two million people. figure, though, is if you we literally did nothing. People. The two million figure is if Mommy you did Daddy absolutely nothing, it would be two million. What so
8: party is she running is? for? Should,
7: <laughs> the death, should the deaths be better than 200,000 when, relative to the rest let, of the, let let the world, we have a worse happening? death rate? I left
8: North Carolina. My contracts. Everything from making sure they have aircraft carriers to, to automobile fleets for the uh, in the United States. If you make make and we Gone. that was the worst part. You repealed, but
7: you haven't replaced. Now you've been no, in an office no. almost four years. You have, a, you have both houses of Congress, Senate and, and House, in Republican
8: she hands. arrested because you well, had uh, the requirement. So the so cops didn't so like so it. They didn't way. like the community so policing.
7: I mean, that's what uh, i understand. saying. I think people are just wondering, you're I'm the under- only...
1: It. it turned out that I
8: am yes, on the road. They actually...
7: Excuse me. No, no, but you accuse release... me of not
1: being... A...
8: But can you remember any Republican president going out there or, or former Democratic president, go find that guy and prosecute him. Remember how hear that? Or, by the way, I'm being sued because a woman's accused me of rape. Represent me. Represent me.
0: That's crazy, town. Wow. I mean, that is just insane. I mean, that's insane. The way, I mean, what is she running? What party is she running on? What platform is she running on? She acts like she's got security clearance. She, she acts like she's running for something. She acts like she's, uh. Like she's entitled. Who behaves like that?
5: Someone who's in- Karen! Yeah. Oh Karen. my goodness.
2: We should all try to start like a campaign that changed the name Karen to Savannah. Savannah! you know, you're I mean, a Karen, you're a Savannah.
0: That's really unbelievable. She's mean. Didn't you have a story on the town hall from our friends at Just the News too?
2: I actually do. I'm glad you said that. Social media lit up Thursday night over President Trump and Democratic presidential rival Biden's dueling- TV town halls with posters criticizing the performance of Trump's moderator, NBC's Savannah Guthrie, who, uh, you know, and asked uh, why Biden had faced no questions about uh, Hunter Biden and his uh, business dealings. So the uh, clip would be uh, number 45 with Nick Balasey of Just the News.
0: Um, Yeah, he gave a good recap here of the night.
2: This is a really good clip.
0: Roll that, G.
3: President Trump participated in a town hall on NBC News in place of the canceled second presidential debate on Thursday night. He took a mix of questions from voters and moderator Susanna Guthrie. Trump emphasized he's never told people not to wear masks to help stop the spread of COVID-19, adding that he's all for mask wearing. Trump also says he never discussed specific pending Supreme Court cases with Judge Amy Coney Barrett before her formal nomination to the Supreme Court. When questioned about the upcoming California v. Texas Supreme Court case dealing with Obamacare, Trump vowed to protect people with pre-existing conditions regardless of the outcome of the case. Reporting in Washington, I'm Nicholas Balasey.
0: Yeah, so a little recap of of what the president talked about, because you certainly wouldn't know that by trying to... uh... All the clips of the damn town halls, it's just her yakking and yakking and yakking and yakking. There's <laughs> no substance.
2: Did you say there was a major disparity in the questions? Did you
0: she Don't asked she 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 asked forty three different in, things of him. Jumped in, in forty three times. In sixty jo- minutes. George yeah. asked ten.
5: In an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Wow. Forty three to ten. Boy, the music was perfect.
5: Be crazy and how to... many questions did the actual, you know, people that were invited for the town hall get to ask?
0: I, I didn't actually count that, but I saw a lot of people saying, man, if I was invited there for the, with the president of the United States and couldn't ask my question, they ran out of time because she wouldn't stop yapping and debating and arguing and caring, if that's a word, I'm going to make a word up, Karen ing then... Uh, <laughs> might stick. Yeah, yeah it might <laughs> stick. Uh, I, I'd be pissed, they said. So I don't think they asked many. And uh, George couldn't get to him fast enough because, of course, he didn't want to have to ask him about the emails. <laughs> Which, by the way, let me remind you because it's all over. Breaking news. Sources and documents confirm Joe Biden was personally profiting off Chinese deals as vice president as it's been confirmed by some person who was on the email thread that Joe is, quote, unquote, the big guy. So uh, Bernie Carrick, former Police commissioner, someone may want to let Chris Wallace at Fox know that the source on alleged Hunter biting email chain verifies messages about Chinese investment firm. Because, of course, Chris Wallace came out today. Well, there's reason to be suspicious of these, you know. No, we don't know, Chris. We don't. We know you're a liberal hack. That's all we know.
5: Well, it's, Russia, it's the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. Now it's Russian disinformation. Oh, you know, because Rudy was talking to a Russian guy. had a white Russian once for dinner. With his uh, with his meal, so now he, he's you know influenced by Russia. They're they they're freaking out, so they're wheeling back out the Russia narrative. You'll you're starting to see it. It's starting to populate again. It's insane. Yeah, the These people is- don't understand. We already know it was fake.
2: You can't do it. That rope they're on is fraying.
5: Yeah, it's not going to last another two years. trying to do this. It's not
2: going to work. Speaking of people in the audience, the last story I have um, uh, for the segment was so last night, two of the voters in Biden's town hall with ABC's News were were both plants.
0: Unbelievable. This is
2: unbelievable. So, two of the questioners for the Democratic presidential candidate, uh, one of them, um, one of the questioners at the ABC hosted event was Nathan Osborne, a former speechwriter for the Obama White House. (laughs) Which is
5: like, well, he, well, he's undecided, right?
2: <laughs> he's undecided. Yeah, and the that's other one—I uh, guess the name was Meekly Hack. His job was listed as yeah, physical yeah, perfect. <laughs>
5: exactly,
0: <laughs> his, his
2: job was listed as physical therapist, but. Uh, his uh, wife is named Ezra Nains, and she's a high-profile Democrat in Pennsylvania who ran in 2018 campaign for the challenging Republican state Senate majority leader, Jake Corman. Nains is currently at lar- an at large number of a center of, Demo- of a county Democratic committee, and uh, you know she's uh, she's the one who said, "My youngest daughter is transgender." The Trump administration has attacked the rights of ch- transgender people, yeah. banning them from the eight <laughs> And, then, and that's where Joe Biden's answer was. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we need to let eight to 10 year olds sure. make these decisions if life is hard for them, if they want to transition.
0: Yeah. Okay. Give <laughs> me. I, I had two eight year olds at one point. They're now 13 and 11. And I can tell you, they don't know if they need to go to the bathroom or not.
2: No, they hold it in. But I think when I was eight years old, I, I walked around the house pretending I was the dog.
0: Might have been the worst <laughs> answer in American politics. That answer he gave is insane. Oh, I did that. I, how I'm oh. shocked at Joe being like, Hey, didn't you used to write speeches? You look good.
9: <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tom Klingenstein. I'm the chair of the board of the Claremont Institute, which is a conservative think tank, managing partner of a New York investment firm and playwright. I wish to make three points. First, Trump is the perfect man for these times. Not all times, perhaps not most times, but these times. Second, Republicans are not doing a good job explaining the stakes in this election. They must explain, and this is my third point, that the Democratic Party, which has been taken over by its radical wing, is leading a revolution. This makes the coming election the most important one since the election of 1860. Let's begin there. Unlike most elections, this one is much more than a contest over particular policies like health care or taxes Rather, like the election of 1860, this election is a contest between two competing regimes or ways of life, two ways of life that cannot exist peacefully together. One way of life, I'll call it the traditional American way of life, is based on individual rights, the rule of law, and a shared understanding of the common good. This way of life values hard work, self-reliance, volunteerism, patriotism, and so on. In this way of life, there are no hyphenated Americans. We are all just Americans. Colorblindness is our aspiration. The other way of life I call multiculturalism. Others call it identity politics or cultural Marxism or intersectionality. The multicultural movement, which has taken over the Democratic Party, is a revolutionary movement. I do not mean a metaphorical revolution. It's not like a revolution. It is a revolution. An attempt to overthrow the American founding, as President Trump said in his excellent Mount Rushmore speech, Republicans should say the same thing. Republicans everywhere, at every level, and at every opportunity. Multiculturalism conceives of society not as a community of individuals with equal rights, but as a collection of cultural identity groups defined by race, ethnicity, gender, and so forth. According to the multiculturalists, all these identity groups are oppressed by white males. Their goal is to have each identity group proportionately represented in all institutions of American society. As should be immediately clear, achieving this proportional representation requires a never-ending redistribution of wealth and power from some groups, and not just from whites, to other groups. Such a massive redistribution can only be achieved by a tyrannical government, and like in all tyrannies, one where dissenters are silenced. In order to achieve this proportional representation, the Democrats require not just endless affirmative action, but genuine socialism, open borders, unrestricted trade, seizing guns, sanctuary cities, and much more. The Black Lives Matter slash Democrats understand, which Republicans seem not to, that if they are to achieve their policy agenda, they must get Americans to change their values, their principles, and the way they understand themselves. They must get us to believe that national borders and colorblindness are racist, that we are not one culture but many that the most important thing in our history, the thing around which all else pivots, is slavery. More broadly, the multiculturalists must get us to believe that we are unworthy, not just that we have sinned, which of course we have, but that we are irredeemably sinful. In the language of today, systemically racist, and sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic, and all the other ists and phobias. Simply put, multiculturalism must get us to believe that we are bad. This suggests one way to frame the coming election, as a contest between a man, Trump, who believes America is good, and a man, Biden who is controlled by a movement that believes America is bad. I do not think it is any more complicated than that. For the multiculturalists to change traditional values and principles, they must destroy or radically restructure the institutions that teach those values and principles. The most important of these institutions is family. But also very important is religion education, which they have mostly destroyed already, and community life, replacing the latter with government bureaucrats. It is here, in these value teaching institutions, that we see the underpinnings of the revolution. This is where the real action is. Republicans seem to be missing in action. Republicans need to explain that BLM and their Democratic enablers wish to destroy the traditional mother-father family. To substantiate this claim, Republicans have only to point to the BLM mission statement. The mission statement, written by avowed Marxists, also lets us know that BLM holds transgenderism to be the burning issue of our time. Republicans must also explain that religion, because it teaches American values, is also on the chopping block. Republicans also must make Americans see that the taking down of statues is not about removing a few Confederate generals. It's about destroying America's past, as is the New York Times 1619 Project. The rioters, and their BLM Democrat enablers are tearing down the statues even of people like Frederick Douglass, who fought against slavery. This is not an accident. It is not collateral damage. Frederick Douglass was a great American. He believed that America in her soul was not racist. He believed in hard work and self-reliance. And because of his embrace of American values, the BLM Democrats have to get rid of him. They must also get rid of Abraham Lincoln, for it is he who best explains what we should aspire to. And it is he who is our best defender of the American founding. In one sense, this election is a referendum on the founding, whether America was founded in 1619, as the BLM Democrats contend, or in 1776, as Lincoln, until recently, all Americans believed.
0: I play this for you because this is what this election is about. And um, I haven't heard many places where it's been framed as well as he framed it. And we're 18 days away, and um, I think it's a good reminder of how to frame this election. Are you on the side of someone who thinks that the country's great, or are you, are you on the side of someone who doesn't? And that's not even as eloquently said as he said it, but it's no more difficult than that.
5: Yeah, and you made mention of it when you, when you referenced Joe Biden's speech today, how it was, you know, just negative, negative, how, how we're terrible as a country. There's a part two of that.
0: Hi, live from Studio 6B, Friday night. More to do. We're back right after this. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. We are on 8 to 10 weeknights, and we're glad you're in. Paul's had the news. Rick Delgado did a what-even-is-that tonight. Rick Emirati's is going to do a little more sports, and he's going to do it right now. What's going on, pal?
6: Okay, Big D. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of interest in the uh, Georgia game tomorrow night. Georgia and Alabama. I'm ready to go down and do a tailgate uh, show there. Uh, we got a lot of Go Dogs and Roll Tide. First enthusiasm I've really seen for sports in quite some time. So, good to hear. That's going to be a big game. I just want to give a shout-out to a couple of followers like uh, Mary Deutscher and Teresa Castleberry, Brian Stamatz. Uh, I really appreciate the love and your love of sports. So, thank you for uh, shouting out to me. Um, So, we got some big games going on right now in uh, Arlington, Texas. Globe Life. Field, this is Game Five. The Atlanta Braves over the Dodgers, one nothing. Dodgers are trying to stave off elimination, getting knocked out of the uh, out of the playoffs. And uh, Houston Astros are ta- taking apart the uh, Tampa Rays. They're up seven to two right now. Carlos Carrera, Jose Altuve, and George Springer are knocking in the runs galore, and they're up seven to two. Bottom of the eighth with two outs. Looks like that's going to be a Game Seven tomorrow night. So looking good there. Um, and uh, here we go. We got a little pro pro. Bull riding. And I got to tell you, one of our great followers, I always mention her, Kimberly Holcomb, she says she wants to see the entire uh, LFS 6B do a mutton-busting competition.
2: <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh,
6: only in my younger years. I just don't do that anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, I only do that after I drink tequila, so that's no good.
6: Well, I, for one, would feel a little sheepish, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Oh, so <laughs> all right.
5: All right. Rose. So
6: here we go. We got a big one this weekend. PDR Cooper Ties, Take the Money and Ride, presented by Union Home he Mortgage. He's so
0: cute. He was just waiting to get that in. He, he had it is prepped. adorable. He had it thought out. He had it prepped. <laughs> he yep. was ready for it. And he set up his own. What I give him credit for is he set up his own joke. And he nailed and it. And he used the audience member to do it. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's impressive.
6: Kimberly Hill comes
0: right
2: up. Listen, on. if you have any straight man,
6: you could ask me before the show. I'll throw that. I'll set it up for you. Yeah, well, what one of the Facebook posted earlier, he says, how come uh, the sports guy doesn't comment on anything else? Says, First of all, these three guys, I can't get a word in edgewise when it comes to politics. And yes, I'm the sports guru. That's my job. <laughs> Believe me, I got a lot of government experience, but that's a whole other story for a different thing. Um, so streaming live on Ride Pass tomorrow, that will be the big PBR Cooper tire racing. And we're going to see uh, number three, world-ranked uh, Kaiki Pacheo going up against... Oh. Uh, Jose Vitor LeMay, who's going to uh, be on Joe Bananas. Up. Really? So, Joe yeah, Bananas? Be,
0: <laughs> uh, where's, he, where's he giving a speech? Oh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, good big yeah. And I hate to do it, but I got to just get a little NFL in because I know a lot of us don't like the not-for-long league. But uh, we got a couple of big games. Cleveland and Pittsburgh tomorrow. Battle of the two foreign ones uh, sitting there along with Baltimore to see who's going to get the top in the NFC North. No, on That's going to be a big game. It's not That's tomorrow, a, Sunday. It's not tomorrow, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Tomorrow's NFL, the Georgia Sunday. game that you've been talking about. That's yeah. right. By the That's way, what about college football tonight? I mean, there are scores there. We got a barn burner: SMU and Tulane, Tulane tied at thirty-four. Playing.
6: Yeah, I don't have that in score.
0: overtime. And BYU Houston is just in the first period. That's three nothing Houston. That's going to hey, be a Hey, G,
6: sleeper. can you cut us over to the Tulane game? Yeah, so. the Tulane game is a big game. That's uh, Kevin Corcoran, one of our big followers. He's a big uh, green uh, tie guy. the greed wave. Green wave. All right, All ahead, right. and. uh UFC fight night tomorrow night, you got the uh, Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. Uh, that's from the Flash Forum in Abu Dhabi. Brian Ortega takes on Chen Sung Jung, um, and uh, that'll be on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. I like Ortega. ESPN. He's Let's, good. Yeah. Korean He's Zombie's and good, one. though, too. 16 and 1. Yeah. Could be a good one. And Big D, that's a wrap in sports for the week.
0: Okay. Very good. Thanks, Rick. Um, any other news, Paul, you want to do? Nah, I'm
2: tired. <laughs>
5: <laughs> a- actually, breaking news af- after that—the uh, that question by the CBS reporter—the Biden campaign has called a lid for the next three days.
0: That's, yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, b- I
2: believe
5: that.
0: A couple other reactions to that Biden video. Steve Guest, who I believe works for the Trump campaign as the uh, response, uh, whatever the, the you know rapid response uh, director for the GOP, said Joe Biden doesn't deny the news uh, of the New York Post bombshell reporting on emails, which indicate he met with Hunter Biden's Ukrainian business associate. He said, quote, I have no response. And then he insulted the reporter. Uh, he also didn't comment on new from Fox news tonight that a source on a legend Hunter Biden email chain verifies messages about Chinese investment firm, quote, a proposed equity split references 20 for H and 10 held for the big guy. The big guy quote unquote is a reference to, to the former vice president. So this is. Um, people can say this is debunked, and they can say it's a smear campaign, and they can say Rudy Giuliani is this and Rudy Giuliani is that. I'm going to tell you right now. I've seen some snowballs that go down a hill and start getting bigger and bigger. This snowball has has now is now on its way down the hill, and it's going to continue to pick up steam and it's going to get bigger. The only thing Joe can be thankful of this will take this will probably take the attention off the fact that he's not telling us if he's going to pack the Supreme Court and burn down one of the three institutions of the founding of the country. And he's flip-flopped on that. more. He's been around um, that issue more than anything else he's been around the last couple weeks. Last night, now he tells us, no, they do deserve, and they deserve to know before they vote. And then he says ridiculous things like, well, but I have to wait and see how they handle this. What does that mean? They handle it. The president puts up a nominee, they advise and consent, and then they take a vote, Joe. That's how it goes. He's going to try to use this lame, well, they did it in 19 days. Okay, and did they have three days of hearings? You guys had all the chance to make the points you wanted to make. She ran circles around your people, and this is how it works. So, again, he's still all over the issue. He won't commit to anything, but he put himself on the hook last night by saying he'll let you know before the election.
5: Yeah. And then one of his uh, one of his campaign officials was on CNN. I believe this was uh, earlier today. Uh, I found this on Twitter where he actually says to, to the host, you know, he, he's dodged the question. And the guy responds, he's not he has not dodged the question. What he says, is he's not going to answer the question. That was oh, the that's answer.
0: The, that's the genius from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's another he's another genius. Um, Peter Schweitzer is on Sean Hannity tonight and said, United States, we now know is on sale Biden style. So this is, I mean, this is going to
5: be, um, so again, looking towards Sunday, because I know the Sunday shows that, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Damien? Oh, you won't even hear about it. You won't even hear about it. Yeah. You don't think and anybody's going to be talking about this come Sunday on those shows. I mean, do you think Chris Wallace is going to talk about it? He might have to, his, his, his own, his own network is, uh, pushing the corroboration.
0: I mean, as I'm, as I'm scrolling through here, I mean, everything on here is, you know, you see in the, uh, Oh yeah.
5: uh Oh, you know, Maria Bartiromo is going to talk
0: about it. She is so good. Oh, I know. It's, um, stunning. Here's another person quote Biden. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. When asked about the New York report on Hunter Biden.
5: Yeah. And then immediately he trashes the reporter again, kill the messenger. Well, too bad. Too bad John Solomon doesn't have a Sunday show up.
6: Yeah. That would be good, Rick.
0: You're absolutely right about that, yeah. but uh, it's coming soon enough. So the great John Solomon who was with us this week and talked about this issue and it continues to just get bigger and bigger. And I think it will continue to get bigger over the weekend. And I, I think, uh, You're going to see stuff every day. Rudy says he's only about 20% through the thing or 30% through it. The post is only about 25% through it. You're going to start seeing it. and Until they come out and say, the more they don't say anything and the more that people have time to verify, the bigger this snowball gets. Yeah. Do you think Obama's going to say anything about it? Well, you hear he's going to come back out on the – On the trail for him. Yeah, exactly.
2: I I bet he's going to be the one who breaks the story, Rick.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he'll be all all over it. (laughs) All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighter, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the show. Thanks, Chief, Fran, thanks. Thanks to America's Voice. Most of all, thanks to you, the ever-growing live from Studio 6B audience. Thank you for all the support. And uh, we will see you Monday night. Live from Studio 6B, we'll see you then.